fat bass, the big fat bass, big 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 fat bass, the big fat bass. Welcome to another episode of the craziness that lives inside my head. Um, today I want to talk about something I posted on Facebook and uh, a good friend of mine, she's the one who got me to do these podcasts and she responded what I posted on uh, Facebook. Why don't you make a podcast of it? So I said, okay. So I want to start off this podcast this way. We have a hard time, for me anyway, sometimes I have a hard time since I got older and I understand it. And with some 30 some years of sobriety and I have, I can think with a clearer brain, even though I'm still crazy. Um, certain friends will come to me, you know, friends, they're now in their seventies. These are friends who, when they were young in the seventies, uh, interesting when they were young in the 1970s they um they work out they had great bodies so they hung out at the beach they were like beach beach uh beach guys i was never a beach person i when i went to the beach they called me beach whale i was 400 pounds and believe me it, it wasn't a good great sight com- compared to them but you know if they want to go to the beach and they want me to hang around i'm going to hang around And um, let's just be honest. Not only they were good looking, great bodies, and hung. Let's face it. Back in the 70s, if you were a a young gay male with a great body, good looks, and hung, you had an entourage of guys to have sex with. So now, they're in their 70s. One one is bipolar. And... um, He's been married like three times, so he had kids, he had grandkids. And we sit around at Starbucks, and he's depressed. And he's going on about when he was young, he used to work out, he had this body, he could do this, and he could do that. He was a very athletic guy. And um, and he's and he's looking at me, and, and I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, yeah, okay. And, he, and he's... Telling me more why he's depressed and it has to do with him being young and growing up and, you know, getting older, getting married and doing all the stuff with his sons. But even his sons, everybody's athletic. And finally, I just looked at him. I said, you know, I guess I can sympathize with you. I said, but I don't identify because I was 400 pounds. I was never athletic. I mean, I couldn't do any of that stuff that you said you did. And I didn't have women chasing after me or guys chasing after me. And I don't, and I'm not hung. So, so, I mean, I don't know. He got depressed. I mean, I, I not depressed. I think I, I think my life now is better now in 2020 than it was back in night in the seventies. So, and, 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 and there's another friend, um, who was very, got very depressed, 75 years old. He, um, also, you know, workout he was a marine he had a great body he was very hung 
He got married. He got married four times, of, of course, and fooling around with, with the guys on the side. He had the equipment to, to have an entourage of all these people. Now he's 75. He, he can't. He has ED, and and he's depressed about it. He goes, I can't, I can't have sex with a man or a woman. Now nobody wants me and all like this. And I just sit there and I listen. I say, you okay? I say, okay. And then he give me a look and say, and and that's all you got to say is okay. Like he gets upset because I'm not into his depression. And I said, well, I'm, I was always 40 pounds. I said, I don't know. I don't identify with your your. I, I said, I can sympathize with your depression. I don't identify with your depression because I not I didn't live that. That's not me. I didn't live that kind of life. So what I just told you in mind, let's go to what I pasted on Facebook. And I paste this on Facebook because I got an email. I'm a massage therapist and I never thought of myself as a health professional. So I got a, a, an email from the Department of Health from the Commonwealth. I live in the South, so they don't call it the state here. They call it the Commonwealth. Anyway, and the letter starts, Dear DHP Licensee. I guess DHP is Department of Health Professionals. I'm, I have, they license, I'm licensed by them. And, and it goes on, it says, As we all know, protests continue around the Commonwealth. The nation and indeed around the world about racism and inequality in the wake of the George Floyd murder in Minnesota, Minneapolis. I am appalled and outraged by this horrific act. Although as a white male, I do not pretend to really understand how families of color are impacted by this. Just one instance in a long history of brutal injustice. And it's signed, it's, there's more, it goes on more, and it's signed in uh, David E. Brown. He's the director of Virginia Department of Health Professionals. Okay. And I put that on Facebook. And my friend, she wrote back. She goes, because, oh, my response to that on Facebook, let me put this, is Ergo the Problem, which is the name of this podcast, by the way. Ergo the Problem. She said, I should podcast that. What is the problem? Well, the problem is I can understand and I'm going to put it in, in quote, white privilege, unquote, mentality. Um, in my opinion, it's probably hard to um, identify with what a black family may go through Um because I know a lot of, I've seen a lot of uh, stuff on Facebook when someone says, well, if he wasn't doing this, if he wasn't doing that, uh, he wouldn't have gotten killed. Or like when they was shooting the other black, uh, the, the black um, uh, guys, and they were saying, well, if they didn't uh, resist arrest, they wouldn't have got killed. If they didn't do this, if they didn't rob, they wouldn't have got killed, they didn't rob. And I had a cousin, and she put this on Facebook, which I love. She said, we know, we know we have a problem. But that's that's not what 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 um, what Black Lives Matter is about. It's about when a black guy kills a black another black guy, he goes to court and they'll they'll keep him in jail for the rest of his life. But when a white guy kills a black guy, he may just get a slap on the wrist or a couple of years. 
And that is the problem. And she said it, and that's how she said it. And, and yes, that is the problem. But I'm going to be honest with you. Again, if you're not living in my shoes, you're not going to um, see that. I mean, just like those guys were saying that now they don't how I can't identify with guys who have great bodies and, 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 and hung and had all these entourage when they were young and now they're older and they're all depressed. And, and, and I'm like sitting there like, oh, I don't know, because I can't identify with that. So I can understand how a, a white male who they consider white privilege cannot identify with what a black family is going through. I, I can understand that. Then my only thing, and that's why I said ergo the problem, because we live, black people, only 10% of the population. So you have 90% of the population, well, of, you have more minorities involved, but let's just say 90% of the population is, is Caucasian or white, whatever, who can't identify with being black. And that's that's understandable. I understand that a lot. Um there was uh, there was something that um, I think his name is well, Joe Biden has said something about uh, I, I, I can't go into the details, but the, his response was, if you if you don't vote for me, you're not black. And that could be that's and a lot of blacks took that as, a, as a racist statement, as a racist statement. I mean, it's like saying because I think in his mind and a lot of. Uh, white people mind that blacks are automatically, if you're black, you're democratic. No, that's not true. No, that's not true. And um, again, if you white, with white privilege, then the, the deal is try to live in a black person's shoes, which I, like I said, I know is not easy. I can't live in a man's shoe who all his life had all the things that, that he wanted. Body, the entourage of women, men chasing him down. I didn't have that. I didn't have the equipment to have it. I didn't have the looks to have it. And surely I'm not white privileged to have it. So I can only sit back and I can sympathize. I can sympathize with him. But I can't not really identify. And I think what this this guy was saying, um, David E. Brown, the director, what he was saying, sent out the email because I didn't read the whole email. It's more to it. I mean, he was he was actually sympathizing with what's going on. He was sympathizing with the situation. He wasn't he wasn't criticizing it. But I like the fact that he said that he couldn't understand it. It's hard to understand if you didn't live in, in, in somebody's shoes. It's very hard to understand. Um, I have a lot of white friends. I kind of think I have more white friends than black friends, but I have a lot of white friends. And, and yeah, I have white friends on the right. I have white friends on the left. But hopefully, gratefully, most of my white friends are in the middle. And I get it. I get it from their end. I get it. But then again, it's hard to understand what's really going on in the black community unless you live in our shoes. Unless you live in our shoes. To grow up, I'm I'm I'll be 70 years old. 
and to grow up all my life. Now, mind you, I, I've had I, I, I've made a podcast. I never really experienced, in my opinion, racism the way a lot of other black people. My mother experienced racism because she, she was brought up in the South when she told me her story. And my dad, when tell, he was brought up in the South, when they tell me their story, that's horrific. I didn't experience that. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't identify it with it. I mean, it's the same thing with the word nigger. I was never called, I, well, when, when it became hip to say nigger, somebody had called me nigger and I asked them not to do that. I was brought up, that is not something that you would call anybody. I wasn't brought up with that word. So anybody that used that word black or white, to me, it was disgraceful. I didn't identify with the word nigger. I was taught that it was disgraceful. So when that word pop up, it didn't bother me. I'm not a nigger. I'm, I tell people, why are you getting all upset? He called me a nigger. Well, just tell, just tell him you're not a nigger and keep on walking. That's like saying somebody called you stupid. I'm not stupid. If you know you're not stupid, you ain't going to worry about it. If, it's, it's the, the thing is, if you don't identify with those words, you're not going to worry about it. You might can you might can get angry because you was taught that that's not a good thing to call somebody, but I look at it this way: I've had I've I've never I haven't been called I haven't been called a nigger in the last ten years. But when somebody did, I just look at them like they're crazy. I remember I worked on Wall Street. I called a white boy a nigger. He called me one. I called him one, and I told him I said you a white nigger, and that was it. He didn't say well he was well he laughed because he knew he was, but that was it. So I'm going to end this podcast. I don't know if you enjoy the podcast or not, but I, I just want to say is human beings have, I guess, human beings can sympathize. I can sympathize with you. I may not understand. I think I kind of understand when what you're going through. Like I hope white people will understand what black families are going through with this situation with Black Lives Matter. I can understand that. I mean, I can, I, I may, I, you may not can identify it, but you, but sympathize and understand it, and try to live in somebody, uh, in black uh, people's shoes, which is a hard thing to do in this country. It's a very hard thing to do in this country. It's, it's, it's very hard to live in black. If you, you have white privilege, it's very hard to live in black people's shoes. So I can understand how, but the thing is that I don't like. What white people? I don't want to be patronized. That's why that Joe Biden situation. I'm I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican. But uh, when they was putting stuff, there are a lot of black people who are Republicans was putting a lot of stuff against Joe Biden. And the stuff they was putting to Joe Biden was the fact that he was when he certain things he said patronize blacks. He did. It's not. He's not sympathizing with us. He's not understanding us. He's patronizing us. I don't want to be patronized. If you don't understand, you don't understand. Just say, I like this guy, David. He said, he said he didn't understand. That's great. You don't understand. I don't expect you to, to just immediately understand what's going on. But he sympathized. He sympathized with us. But he didn't patronize us. I don't want to be patronized. And I, I, again, and I don't want to be tolerated. If you don't like me, just say you don't like me and move on. Now I can say, oh, great. I don't like tolerance. I don't want to be tolerated and I don't want to be patronized. 
Anyway, this is the end of the podcast. This is Eric Stephen Booth, and I hope you enjoy it. And don't forget, go on Amazon.com. I got a lot of books, a lot of crazy books on sale. Thank you.